my darlings, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with My Higher Self. How are you? Yeah, glad to be back. Uh, today we have a really important topic to cover. Today we're going to be talking about personal power. There could not have been a better time to address this topic. I sense there is a lot of powerlessness in humanity right now. And so I figured today I would offer you a remedy. I would offer you a framework to help provide a way out of the state of powerlessness. But before we get into the episode, why don't we take care of a couple of housekeeping items. First things first, I hope you're meditating with me on our Sacred Universe podcast. It is available on Apple and Spotify, and we upload new guided journeys, new guided meditations every Sunday. So um, I hope that you take the time to join in into my heart space. I have crafted it, created it quite lovingly, and so I hope that you take the time to come by for a meditation or two. Secondly, um, if you haven't read my book, it's available on Amazon. It's called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a very charged book. It is a book that uh, comes directly from spirit with a lot of keys that humanity needs in its evolutionary path. Now, of course, the book is about manifestation, so it is all about getting the life that you want, but it is so much bigger than that. It is a book full of activations and ancient codes, and I'm getting such phenomenal feedback from all of you that have read it. So if you haven't yet, this is your golden chance. Um, this book will change your life. I kid you not. There is a before and after with this book, the before you complete it and the after you complete it. Yeah, so it's a spiritual pilgrimage in the form of a book, if you are curious. And yeah, please join me on my YouTube channel as well. It's quite new, but we're uploading new videos every Wednesday. Um, the, um, it's called This is Maria, Maria with a Y, M-A-R-I-Y-A. And that's it. Why don't we dive into the topic of today? So I've prefaced this saying that I am seeing a lot of powerlessness in society these days. Different flavors of powerlessness from personal powerlessness. Now remember, you guys, and I feel like I've said it so many times this year, but this is a year of karmic return. That means that karma is coming back for all of us. And very often that doesn't mean good news, right? It's good karma and bad karma, all of it. You know, this is the year of the reckoning, if you will, the tally and, you know, everything is that, that essentially you, you, reap what you, you reap what you sow. And in during the years of karmic release and karmic returns, it's quite, common actually to feel powerless because the things that are happening are bigger than us as such you know they require additional resources and energy from us in order to be um, able to deal with that but then there are also societal things and societal shifts right so when i say the year of karmic release 2022 it doesn't just mean your personal year it's a year of karma for humanity at large. And so there are a lot of societal things, larger, bigger things that are happening, shifts, visible and not so visible. And I'm sensing a lot of powerlessness, like I said, in dealing with the inner circumstances of your life, 
as well as the outer circumstances of your life, right? Thing, a lot, of, like I said, this is a very charged year. So a lot is happening, right? And especially lately in the past two months, and like one of the predominant states of the collective is, wow, this is all just too much. It's overwhelming. I don't necessarily know what the right answer is. I do not know how to keep going. This all feels like something that's bigger than me that I don't have answers for. It seems like nobody has the answers for. The governments don't seem to have answers for life in general. And then, of course, there's been some powerlessness around some of the re recent legislature in the U.S. around abortion as well. You know, a lot of women are feeling powerless as it relates to the new decisions that have been made by the Supreme Court. But that is just a very, um, just one of the examples um, of how that state is being manifested, right? So a lot of people feel like the, the game is not being, like the cards are not being dealt in their favor, if that makes sense. The rules of the game of the game is not stacked in their favor. And so this state of powerlessness has been quite prevalent. And in fact, if anything, it's getting louder in the collective and not quieter. And so today I was going to offer you a framework that could enable you and help you to go from a place without personal power, hopefully into a place where you can reemerge, kind of like the Phoenix on the other side, feeling empowered to do things. When I say power and when I deal with the concept of power, this is not meant in a sense of power over others. The kind of power we're gonna be talking about is not about manipulating or coercing others or you know, forcing the universe or the world to be the way that you would want the world to be. It has nothing to do with that. This is something else entirely. So this, what we're gonna be discussing today, is all about feeling comfortable in your own skin, feeling like you have the resource and the confidence and the energy to go after the things that you want, to shift suboptimal situations that you need shifted, right? Power is essentially the ability to get what you want out of life instead of succumbing to the pressure of the outside world and agreeing with the status quo of how things are even and especially when those things are not how you would prefer them to be, right? So it's a sense of inner empowerment. It's a sense of inner strength, inner power, inner integrity that enables you to be impactful and effective in your daily lives. This is the outcome of this conversation that I'm putting forth as an intention, if you will. For this one, I'm going to be using one of my most beloved frameworks, the framework of a five-pointed star. The first time I spoke about it was in episode 93. In that episode, um, I used the five-pointed star framework in order to explain to you the evolution of worlds and the evolution of planets, essentially how planets move from one dimension to another, as well as beings that incarnate on those planets and what does that mean. Today, we're gonna to talk about and apply that five-pointed star framework to a blueprint of a human being. And that is what we're gonna use as a means, as a pathway towards getting you guys more power, personal power. This is a framework that is actually 
a very universal framework. The five-pointed star as above, so below. It applies to so many different things in life. It applies to essentially every single planet. There is a way how the five-pointed star framework applies to every single planet in existence, you guys. So it's a pretty big deal framework. It's a framework that comes from source consciousness itself, as well as it is blessed by the architect of the matrix, the virtual reality we're all playing in. So it is a fairly robust framework and it is actually incredibly simple. And that's why I love it so much. Um, because some of the most sophisticated things are actually incredibly simple. And that's how you know they were created by source, which is the prime intellect. Because source doesn't really need convoluted frameworks or convoluted sequences of numbers or anything in order to be able to get its point across. And so the five-pointed star framework that we're going to be talking about today is really the framework for perfect states, right? You should think of a five-pointed star as a perfect blueprint. Perfect in what way? In every way. The five-pointed star framework can be used for perfect systems, perfect people, perfect societies, perfect planets, perfect galaxies, perfect universes, you name it. Perfect organizations, all of it. So it is believed by source that things that are quote-unquote perfect have usually five aspects to them. In this particular case, we're going to be talking about a human being. And those five things, so once a human has five energies, these five energies, in perfect harmony and synchronicity, that perfect person could be considered a perfect embodiment of themselves. What are the five things? Here are the five things. Masculinity. Femininity. Truth love and spirit. Once you have these five integrated, then you are on the path to essentially enlightenment, but even beyond enlightenment, right? You are a perfect snowflake, so to say. You are a perfect being that is able to impact the world in the best possible way, in a way that is most aligned with that person's desires and wishes, as well as the greater good of the universe. How did the five-pointed star framework come into being? I feel like I want to start like a story. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Bear with me. Actually, even beyond the galaxies, in a world where only source consciousness exists, here's what happened. Source consciousness decided to split itself. And the first ever split that it created for itself was the split into the masculine and the feminine polarity. So the masculine and the feminine polarity sat down together and they were discussing how they're going to move forward from there. And it has been decided that they are going to collectively together go through a process of dividing into essentially an infinite number of particles and then bringing everything back into oneness again over and over and over an infinite number of times. And that is going to be called the process of knowing oneself or source, right? 
So source wanted to know itself, and so it started splitting and started dividing. But then, of course, apart from this process of division, they also had to create a few different frameworks or rules of the land, if you will, to govern how things would come back into oneness and how things would be divided. And so it has been decided that initially the entirety of energy was going to be divided into five different chunks. So two chunks would belong to the feminine. Two chunks would belong to the masculine. And the last chunk is going to bring, to have the ability to bring everything together and kind of like be above division, if you will. And so divine masculine and divine feminine, the masculine, the feminine face of source consciousness, if you will, first gathered together and took the absolute highest frequency and vibrations that they each had and split that into a pillar that they called spirit. And then there were three parts. So essentially it was divine feminine, divine masculine, and spirit, or whatever religion right now calls the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, if you will. That was the next part of that journey. And then what happened then was this. Both the masculine and the feminine had to select one state or one aspect of reality that they perceived to be the most important thing about the entirety of existence. And so the Divine Mother, the feminine face of God, said, for me, it's love. Love conquers all. I believe that if there was one thing we have to get right, and if there is one thing to cure all the illness and all the odds, and if, if there's one thing like the glue that will hold everything together, I believe that it is love. And so I choose to be love and I choose to divide myself into the part, the aspect of me that is actually just feminine and the aspect of me that is a state of love. And the masculine face of God or source, the divine masculine said, I love that for me. If for you, love is the most important thing, for me, it is truth. I'm committed to finding out the truth. That's why I'm on this journey of dividing myself, because I want to know the truth of who I am, of who you are, of who every particle of us is, of what the whole point is, right? The truth. This truth is going to be like a navigation tool. It is a sense of direction. This is something that is going to give direction to the entirety of our energy, right? It's going to give direction to love. It's going to, you know, ever point to the north, right? And that is how they decided essentially to divide 100% of energy that they had available. And that was essentially what became the blueprint for perfection is this five different aspects. They decided to call it the five-pointed star and it became the perfect blueprint for the worlds that they created together and civilizations that they created together. That was the end game, the pinnacle. 
why else also do they need the uh, the spirit? Like if we're going back to the spirit vertical, because each of them actually donated large chunks of who they were to that spirit vertical. Spirit was supposed to be like the crown and jewel. It's like the crown had so like if you're thinking about the five pointed star, the point that's facing upwards is the point of spirit. Um, the points that are feminine spirit, like the, the feminine side is the left side of that, um, of that star. And the right side of that star are the masculine. So your truth and your divine masculine is going to be on the right. And your love and divine feminine is going to be on the left. That's how they divided it. And then, of course, the crowning jewel again is that um, ray up top. That is the ray of spirit. It has been recognized by divine feminine and divine masculine that at one point everything would need to go back into oneness, right? Because at some point it becomes quite boring to keep splitting yourself into infinity. And when that point comes, the opposite becomes true. It's kind of like the re rewinding of the tape. Do you guys, like, um, do you remember like the old tape cassette recorders or whatever? Like you could rewind things. I guess you could still rewind things, but uh, it, people don't really do that as often anymore. Um, like when the, when, when the universe first expands, what you guys call the Big Bang, and then contracts, the contraction actually feels like rewinding of the movie. It's like the everything going back into oneness. However, there needs to be a force to remind everybody that oneness is the truth of existence, right? Everything else is a temporary illusion or a temporary state, not a forever state. In order for that to happen though, they needed like an overarching energy that at one point, whenever there is no more learnings to be had, is going to be like, that's it. We have reached the point where it's time for us to go back into oneness. And so the vertical of spirit, the ray of spirit was tasked to be that, right? So essentially the, the collecting everything back into oneness, that is up to spirit. Um, and the division actually is up to everything else, <laughs> if that makes sense. Now, this was very lofty and very high up there, but I really wanted you to understand that as above, so below. Like there is a, re like there is a method to the madness um, of this framework, uh, or the brilliance, shall I say? The method to the brilliance. Um, now let's take it down a notch. What does this mean for you in your life? Imagine that your body fit into a five-pointed star. In this, in this instance, your head would actually be the ray of spirit of the star. Your right side would be the masculine. Your left side would be the feminine. Your right arm would be truth. Your right foot or your right leg would be the masculine side divine masculine, if you will. Your left foot is going to be the divine feminine and your left hand is love. This is an analogy, obviously. It's like a metaphor, right? What I'm telling you. However, energy works in mysterious ways. In the same ways that at this point, enough of you believe that there are seven chakras and the sh seven chakras do govern how your body works. Enough of you believe that there is... um you know, gravitation and magnetism and electricity and all of those are forces, right? And enough of them are invisible, but they're very much real. What 
this framework is, it just describes all the forces that come into your physical body to create who you are. These forces also correspond with the five elements. The fifth element being akasha or ether, right? And the four elements are earth, fire, water, and air. Before you can be in a complete place of power, before you can start approaching this life from a standpoint of, I know who I am, I know my worth, I have the confidence and the resource to move forward. You need to understand that your energy composition is behind the things that you do and you do not do. Things that you are empowered to take on or don't feel empowered to take on are all dependent on how your energy comes together inside of your body. Is this framework the only way to look at energy? Absolutely not. Is this a very viable framework to research and understand when you are faced with a set of circumstances that make you feel less than empowered? Absolutely. Because that is the framework. This is the framework to help you get out of this predicament of not ever having power, of not ever having a say, of not ever having a voice and reemerge on the other side, having the opposite, having the power, having the voice, having the resource. Um, and by the way, having the things that you want instead of the things that you don't want. At this point, just the fact that these energies are supposed to come together into your body in a certain way doesn't mean that that is what's happening. In fact, as I'm scanning the Cumin Collective, most of you have between one to two points activated and the rest of them are either dormant or kind of not lighting up at all. Meaning you guys don't, you haven't really taken that energy as yours. You haven't accepted that energy as yours. If you haven't accepted that energy as yours, that means you are not in your full power. You are not leveraging all of the resource that is given to you by God or source. You are operating at a portion of your resource. So no wonder you are feeling less than empowered. No matter you are feeling, no wonder you're feeling less than happy. No wonder that you're feeling less than, you know, enough, right? Because there may not be enough energy in you in order to be able to enable you to be successful and happy, if that makes sense. And this framework points at exactly what that means and why you may be feeling the way you're feeling. So let us dissect the five points and how can you start integrating those energies to become a more empowered human? Why don't we start with the two most basic ones? We're gonna start in the feet because those are easy. Well, easy to find easy, right? It really depends. Um, but those I would say are foundational. Our feet are our foundational. The feet are you know, the things that we use, the, the parts of our body that we use to feel grounded on this earth. Kind of common sense, but maybe not. And it takes two fundamental energies, the masculine and the feminine, the masculine running up our right leg, the feminine running up our left leg in order for us to be fully grounded in this incarnation. I could not begin to tell you how many people are not fully committed to this life. Yes, you all showed up, a portion of you showed up and you all are going through the motions and you are currently incarnated. If you're listening to this podcast, I could argue that you're currently alive, 
However, are you truly alive? Do you, in, in other words, have you truly committed to this incarnation? And are you leveraging the resources that you're supposed to be leveraging? There's a whole lot of issues around committing to this life that I see with people. Am I surprised? Not necessarily. Third dimensional worlds are incredibly complicated worlds in the sense that there is a lot of duality in here. There's a lot of contrast. These are not your sweet and easy worlds. These are challenging worlds. These are the worlds that are going to go after everything that you got. These are the worlds that really push your buttons and push your limits. And so a lot of souls, when they come here, don't really, I mean, don't really fully want to commit to, to, to this, right? To, to going it all the way. And so they are in a state of resistance as it relates to their bodies, their lives, their circumstances, all of the above, right? If they're in the state of resistance, they're definitely not in the state of flow because those two are mutually exclusive. The state of flow is a state of water. The state of resistance is the state of the opposite of water. It is what it is, right? And that is why for anybody who is not fully committed to their incarnation, in fact, what they're going to attract is a bunch of impediments, a bunch of roadblocks, and all kinds of other things that are not making this already complicated third dimensional reality any fun at all. I want to bring in the conversation um, into maybe like a more specific territory, right? Because we have been going through a little bit of a general place and I would like for it to be um, a lot more specific for you guys so it can be actionable. And that is where we're going to almost like do a dual, a dual, um, we're going to uh, dual path. Um, that way you're getting the most out of this conversation. So your right foot, right? And the energy that you need to accept there, the energy of masculine, including the divine masculine and the energy of fire, these two things, right? So when you're, um, when you're fully activated in, um, as a five pointed star with this point, that is your right, uh, leg, you would fully accept the masculinity, including your own, as well as we're going to talk about that in a second, just in general, like your, your relationship with masculinity needs to be healed. And as a proxy, your relationship with fire needs to be healed. By the way, those two go hand in hand. The relationship with masculinity and relationship with fire is kind of one and the same thing. In other words, if your relationship to your inner masculinity and the outer masculinity of this world is broken, you are going to have a problem with fire. What do I mean a problem with fire? You're not going to love terribly fiery things, starting from candles to fireworks to the sun, because that's the um, energy of fire. You may even have fears related to fire, such as, I don't know, burning accidentally, or your house burning down, any of those, right? But really what it stems from is this. When you don't have a healed relationship with the masculine, you don't have a good relationship with your father. And by your father, I mean your biological dad. I don't mean your adoptive father, stepfather, or whoever you even call your father. Like, we're talking your biological father in here. That is the most important father in your life. Please don't throw rotten tomatoes at me if your biological father didn't raise you and if you, you know, if he wronged you in any way. Um, 
the problem is you may have a problem with me but energy cannot be fooled that's that's the thing you guys right and your masculine resource you borrow from your biological dad that is just the law of the universe that is the truth and it's a you know a fact of life and on the one hand you know it, it's like having a relationship with a father a healthy relationship with a father it feels very foundational and formative on the other hand there's so many people on planet earth that don't have it that i probably need to make a whole episode just about healing the father relationship and i and maybe i will by the way if you feel like i should please uh, let me know uh drop me a dm on instagram that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me um you may also drop me like a comment on one of my youtube videos i i read all of those comments at this point so um let me know if you feel like that episode is needed but um actually also in my book uh, the first chapter literally deals with healing your relationship with your father because your manifestation potential is also fully um, aligned and correlated with how good of a relationship you have with your father in other words going back to my beautiful five-pointed star framework healing the relationship with your dad is a prerequisite to getting fed the energy of fire accepting the energy of fire within your body and activating one-fifth of your resource one-fifth of your resource is a very large big part of who you are and by the way if you choose to not heal your relationship with your father that is absolutely a choice however that energy there's no substitute in the universe for that energy there is no substitute in the universe for the energy of your father or the love of your father the acceptance of your father the understanding of your father there is no other thing that can fill that gap for you now the good news is you can heal the relationship with your father whether he is alive or dead whether you are physically talking to him or not because healing a relationship with your father a starts with forgiveness um and so you're gonna have to go through the process of forgiving your father for every single wrong that he's ever done to you um and sometimes it does take a lot of journaling and like writing things out like getting things out of your system like the grievances and all the things um and you know then getting into a state where you are finally ready to let go and release because you are the only person trapped by any unforgiven things that you have towards your father and by the way you are in your own way of being able to receive the energy of your father if you're the one that feels that that energy is unsafe right so very often if you didn't have a healthy relationship with your father that relationship is going to feel unsafe and that relationship that energy right so your body would naturally not take in anything that is unsafe that's how you get resistance that's how you get a block unfortunately again there is no magic bullet that i can give you in three seconds about healing your relationship with your father but parts work shadow work as well as journaling some heavy journaling is step one step two is actually mending the energetic connection uh, from you know essentially to your uh, between you and your father the best way to rebuild that connection is via the solar plexus chakra you would want to imagine your father standing right in front of you in a meditation and you would want to imagine that in the middle of his belly area in the middle of his solar plexus there is a sun 
like a rotating sun of yellow and like yellow sun, yellow energies, then you would want to imagine that in your belly there, I'm just essentially focus on your solar plexus and you would want to imagine that in the middle of your belly, there is also a sun and you need to draw a connection from your father's son to your own son, paramount. That's the first thing that you want to connect. If that connection feels unsafe, keep blasting it with white, blasting that with white light until it starts feeling safe, right? So remove all the darkness, all the blockages. And do understand that it is safe for you to take your father's energy, right? Understand also that whatever your father did to you, most likely it was a sacred contract. So if he hurt you, if he beat you, if he left you, that was a sacred contract that, by the way, most likely your higher self wanted. Your higher self it recruited your father in order to be that person that he was, right? So forgiving him, ultimately, like if, if you get that perspective of like, oh, no, actually, I asked my father to be a teacher for me, and that's why I asked him to do X, Y, and Z. You stop being a victim, and you understand that you've always been empowered. In fact, you were empowered enough, and you believed in yourself enough to make the choices that you made around the father that you do have because you believe that you were stronger than that and you could heal that relationship. So you want to connect with your father, the solar plexus chakra, the root chakra, the red center. You want to connect the, the, the red centers between you and your father. That's your first chakra, right? Uh, at the very base of your spine. And then the other thing that you would want to build a connection with is the throat area, the blue, throat to throat. So you can have the open communication going. Once that is established, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised, but you're going to, your body is going to start to naturally replenish the energy that it has been missing via the sole of the right foot of your right foot. You would also notice that your relationship with fire, all things fire are healing. There is a reverse way of doing this, right? So when we're healing the relationship with this ray, we can go via the father route or we can go via the fire route. It is up to you guys. One or the other is going to work. How do you heal your relationship with fire? Listen to my episode on fire elementals, on the salamanders. Healing that relationship, really, really important. Talking to the fire, right? Um, understanding the energies of the fire. Burning fires, right? Connecting with energy of the fire. Connecting with the sun. Oh my God, please. And again, not to, like not to remind you about my book, but like a good 30% of that book is on the sun connection. Not going to lie, right? So if you're seeking to build a better relationship with the sun, do yourself a favor and, and, and read the book. Again, that's just one pillar. Uh, in the spirit of time, I know we don't have 60 hours for this for this episode. Unfortunately, I may, I may be able to go for 60 hours. Um, I don't know, but we shall see. Let's move on to the other. The other side of it is obviously the relationship with your mother, you guys, because everything is balanced. That is the relationship with your mother, the relationship with feminine energies in you and outside you, right? Relationship with the female side of your lineage. Mostly that means mother and her mother and her mother before her. And the relationship with the energy, sorry, the element of earth, earth element. You know how they say mama Gaia, mama earth? Pachamama, you know, we think of earth as a mother, right? So there's no really big surprise here that 
the element of the earth is so intrinsically connected with the mother energies. Here, some of the similar, very similar things. Apply everything that I just told you about healing the father relationship to healing the mother relationship. Healing the relationship with your mother, your biological mother, is a must before this ray of your five-pointed star can become healthy, before the energy can start flowing into your body, making, giving your God-given power back to you, right? But if you are in a state of resistance to the energy of your mother and, and, and the energy of, well, your mother, like your physical, biological mother, as well as Mother Earth, right? You know, they're kind of one and the same. Um, you're going to have to integrate both of them. And again, feeling safe in the energies of your mother. Feeling like you can trust your mother. Rebuilding that trust. So in a meditative state. So again, like just a quick refresher. How would you do that? Forgiving your mom for everything that she has done. Sometimes what could be helpful is understanding how she got here. To understand how your mother got here. Because people don't just become weird or abusive or cause you pain for no reason. Whoever caused you pain was in way more pain themselves, or at least the same amount of pain, right? So understanding that your mom did not, wasn't born in a vacuum, that your mother is who she is for a reason, and that she had to walk her walk. And given how tough it is for women on planet Earth, most likely her walk wasn't that easy. Having compassion for your mother, you may want to look up her Akashic Records. If you don't know how to do that, listen to my episode on the Akashic Records, how to read the Akashic Records. It wasn't that far ago. Understand your mother. It could also be actually really, really helpful for you to understand her relationship with her parents. So think about it. Like understand, understand that trauma runs um, in, in lineages, right? So whatever your trauma you have with your mother, she had with her mother before her or father, you know, one of the parents, right? Because those traumas, again, they're kind of like, they repeat themselves. Maybe not verbatim, right? But just know that if your mother is not being nurturing or loving or however else you want her to be, it is because her parents weren't that for her, right? Because perfect kids don't just grow out of nowhere. They need healthy environments in order to be able to become perfect kids. So if you didn't have it, your mother didn't have it too. So understand that and have compassion, right? So forgiving your mother from a place of understanding. How do you get to the place of understanding? It may be helpful to do a past life, depending. For some of you, it may be helpful to do a past life around your relationship with your mother and what karma is there. So before going into a past life meditation, you literally want to call in and ask the universe to bring you the one life that would most describe the karmic relationship that you have with your mother. You may look up again in her Akashic record field, what is the trauma that she's carrying? Or better yet, talk to your mom, actually. How about that for uh, an innovative, <laughs> earth-shattering uh, advice? Have a heart-to-heart -heart with your mother if she's still alive. And ask her, actually, specifically about her relationship with her parents. And, you know, just listen. Uh, and yes, you have to get really good at asking questions so that your mother can feel honest with you. And you have to hold the space for her, right? But 
Your mother, if you're approaching it from the right perspective, she will tell you exactly what kind of trauma, traumatic experiences she went through as a kid. And if you understand that traumatic experience, you are going to understand what made her who she is and why she behaved the way that she behaved towards you. It's probably because she was all, all kinds of broken inside. All kinds of broken. And because she was all kinds of broken, she made you all kinds of broken as well in return. So again, understanding goes a long way. Then forgiveness, right? You're gonna have to forgive from the place of understanding and compassion. Then connecting with her on an energetic level. Connecting to mother, your mother on an energetic level. Again, you would imagine in a meditative state, you would imagine your mother before you. You start connecting to your mother from your heart space, green to green. Your green emerald chakra, her green emerald chakra. It is important to build a pathway from green to green, like a pathway meaning like an energetic cord that would connect her heart space to your heart space. If you see darkness, if you don't feel that that bridge, that that cord is large, like thick enough, because good cords, they need to be thick and they need to be substantial. Think of the cord as like a thread that connects you. Is this a sturdy thread or is it going to rip apart like in three seconds, right? You need to make sure that it's a strong connection. If the connection doesn't feel strong, enhance it, grow it, expand it, fortify it. And then make sure that there is green energy coursing from her to, from you to your mother and back. Like there is a constant stream of energy. You also want to connect to your sacral centers, the orange, the second chakra, really important, as well as your third eye, violet, in the middle of your forehead. These three are paramount to maintain that connection. Paramount. If you don't want to go the mother route, although I highly recommend that you do, you can also work with the earth element. What does it mean? Working with nature, being in nature, will help you heal your mother relationship fully surrendering to her. I also have like a little, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a mantra, but it could be a mantra. Um, I guess the motto and the underlying principle of having a really, really healthy connection with Mother Earth, as well as the element of Earth, is this. I would describe this with one phrase, plant yourself here. I'll say this again. Plant yourself here. You're going to have to do the planting exercise. Literally, you're going to have to plant yourself as if you were a little seed inside of Mother Earth and start growing there. But first, allowing yourself to just stay and just be there. By the way, I have a, a guided meditation on our sacred universe around planting yourself. So that could be very healing for you if, you, if you if you know that maybe your relationship with your mom is not as amazing as it could be. Because for those children, for those people who don't have a great, healthy relationship with their mother, they're not fully planted on planet Earth either. They kind of like somehow feel like uh, adopted, if that makes sense. It's kind of like, oh, I'm kind of visiting here. You know, I'm not really like, I don't know. Maybe I should stay a while, but I'm not fully like here. Um, because I feel like a red-headed stepchild in the corner instead of like, well, like I feel like an underdog instead of feeling like the favorite child, instead of feeling like, no, you're meant to be here. 
right? So this is just the byproduct of not having a healthy relationship with your mother. You always feel like there's not enough of you uh, to matter or there's something wrong with you inherently. Um, and so planting yourself here allows you to experience safety for the first time. The kind of safety where you are enough, safety and enoughness, right? Because you would plant yourself, you're planted inside of the soil, right? Where it's dark. Really makes you appreciate the dark as well. But then allow yourself to grow up as a seed, like really grow yourself as a tree, right? But really make sure with the planting yourself here, the most important part is the root system, right? So truly the feeling grounded here, feeling grounded is your relationship with your mother. Make no mistake. Slash the relationship with the planet, but it's one and the same, really, because it's Mother Gaia. Not Father Gaia, if you know what I mean, right? Mama. It's like literally in the language. It's all right here available to you. It's not that far away. If you know how to look for the keys, the keys are going to present themselves. All right. Got to move on, you guys, because I think we're running out of time already. We're going to go into the other two pillars arrays starting with well the other two are love and truth love is on your left side and it's your left arm truth is on your right side and that is your right arm if you have a broken relationship or not enough of a relationship or you don't fully understand the concept of love or truth there's not going to be enough energy coming through those parts of your body there's not enough energy that's going to be absorbed in, in, inside of these parts of your body. And so there is not going to be enough of you to go about. So that would also cause you to feel not fully empowered. Love, let's talk about love first. Love is connected to the energy of water. Love lives inside of your heart. So when you are cultivating the feeling of love, at first, you're going to have to open your heart and understand that it is safe for you to love. What is interesting and fundamentally potentially different about the energy of love as a state and everything else in this spectrum? is this your body can and should produce love as a frequency as a state in other words once you open your heart enough once you go through the process of removing the protective shells that you have built around your heart space once you make that choice your heart is going to naturally start creating love particles, for the lack of a better term, manufacturing this frequency. As it manufactures this frequency, it's going to start emanating that frequency. And then as it emanates that frequency into the universe, that frequency is going to come back to it, you know, um, multiplied. That is the process of love. So 
Remember how when we talked about the first two pillars, masculine and the feminine, it was all about drawing power from another source. First one was from your father, the second one was from your mother. Love is very different, you guys. Yes, you could technically borrow love from other sources out there. Like for instance, Divine Mother has so much love to go about given that that was her favorite energy, right? That yes, you can come, come and borrow love from Divine Mother, but that would give you like a temporary hit. That is not a very sustainable way, if I'm being honest, because you're always gonna have to remind yourself to go back to fish for love. A much more sustainable way is to start manufacturing love in your heart. Because if you start manufacturing love in your heart, you have a perpetual source inside of your own body. And so the more love you can manufacture, the more love that goes out to the world, the more love comes back to you. You can manufacture even more. So it is a cycle that you jumpstart yourself. And the way that you do that is by being open in your heart space. This is also your relationship with water, right? So love as a frequency is like water. It's the lack of resistance, right? Be like water. Water always finds the way. Water doesn't have resistance. If you throw a stone in the water, water accommodates the stone. It doesn't resist the stone, doesn't push the stone out, right? So love is also an attitude of complete receptivity. Love is an attitude of no judgment. Love is acceptance. Love is accepting yourself for who you are and accepting others for who they are. Love is accepting the world for what it is. Accepting every particle of the ecosystem as well as the ecosystem as a whole for what it is. Love is not imposing your power on anybody. Love is wiser than that. Let me give you another way to look at love. Love is what I would call the state of togetherness, which is another way to say the state of oneness. But how is togetherness maybe a little bit different from oneness? Oneness implies that there's one of something, right? Togetherness implies complete harmony of many things. So before we can go again, get back into oneness, we have to learn togetherness. What is togetherness? Togetherness is understanding that you are one particle of this larger whole puzzle, like large, big puzzle. And that every single thing that you do has an impact on the world. Every thought you have, every word you say, every feeling you feel, everything that you don't feel, everything that you don't say, everything that you don't express also has an impact. Togetherness is a state. When you factor your own wishes, but also the wishes of everybody and everything else. That is the true communal perspective. That is when you are, like what is the state of togetherness? 
It's the ever scanning your surroundings for the impact that you are having, as well as the state that other people are in. Togetherness is empathy to like a pretty crazy degree, right? Being able to feel the feelings of others, including pain. Understanding the, uh, the impact that you're having on that person fully, as if you were them, right? How do I explain togetherness? Togetherness is, imagine you are at a family dinner. Togetherness is understanding how you're feeling in this moment in time and accepting it. Understanding how every single member of your family feels at this moment in time. But it's also understanding that everything is consciousness. And that means that everything that is on your table right now is part of the ecosystem and is part God. So did you have to murder anybody to eat steak today? Or did you choose not to? Right? Do you have the gratitude for the vegetables and the sustenance that God put on your table or source put on your table? Even if you put it on your table, it doesn't really matter if you don't think that God had anything to do with that, regardless, right? But understanding that everything has an impact, that everything is a chain reaction, everything is a domino effect. Understanding that you're always the first domino. But you, what are you the first domino for? Are you the first domino towards this world flipping into love? Or are you the first domino towards this world flipping into hate and murder? What are you the first domino to, right? So togetherness is when you're factoring in not just how you feel, but how every single action, thought, feeling that you do have impacts the entire ecosystem. Not just the near and dear people to you, but every single person in the world. Every single being in the world. Nature is alive, you guys. The sky has consciousness. So does the sun, right? So the state of togetherness is factoring in all of the little pieces of the puzzle and understanding the impact that you're having, as well as the impact that they have on you. That is a state of togetherness. Love is also harmony. So the state of togetherness is being able to harmonize things. And how do you harmonize things? By becoming water. Water always harmonizes things. It is not rigid. It is not rough. But it is like the glue that brings things together, right? So in order to integrate love, again, you start with your heart space. I have so many heart-led meditations on our Sacred Universe podcast. It's ridiculous. It's kind of embarrassing. I think every second meditation is about the heart. Intentionally. Intentionally, right? So opening up your heart, feeling the feels, not resisting, right, the emotions, and then building up this understanding around togetherness, being able to factor in the pain, the suffering, as well as the good things about others as part of your picture, right? Understanding that you have an impact, that's togetherness. That is love, that is harmony. And, you know, that's one way. The second way, working with the energies of water, the vibration of physical water. And I've made, episodes about water elementals that talk about that water as just an element before water elementals that was like way back right 
all of those. Healing your relationship with water. Forgiving water. If you ever had, I know it sounds weird, but you'd be surprised how many people on planet Earth have a fear of water or some type of trauma associated with water, such as drowning could be one. A lot of people have that, right? So healing that. By the way, a lot of people don't have a healthy relationship with water because what? Humanity has a karma of polluting large bodies of water as well as small bodies of water. The relationship with water ain't so great right now on a human level, on the collective level, right? So healing that. Practicing the state of flow. Practicing acceptance. And also adopting the consciousness of water. Almost if you were a chameleon, ask yourself, what would I do if I were water? And that is going to help you integrate water. And also another thing that you can do energetically. Although, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to stop here because I'm, I will give you this as, as the last, um, the last practice before we break. Um, I'm going to save it up. Fourth ray. Why don't we do the fourth ray? Is the aspect of truth. That is your right hand. And that is the element of air. The element of air in your body is connected to the lungs and the throat. Truth can be a little bit hard to understand, but it is also a layered concept, just like love. Truth is also your personal integrity and your personal sovereignty, both. What does it mean to be in personal integrity? It starts with knowing your truth and it starts with knowing yourself. And personal integrity is knowing what your personal values are. Not the values of your family, not the values of your society, not the values of the country that you live in or your neighborhood. What are your personal values? What matters to you at soul level? Who are you at soul level? So truth really starts first at facing yourself all the way, the good, the bad, the in-between. It starts with asking yourself the question of who am I truly? And finding the answer. Truth starts with integrity. Integrity means a state of wholeness. How can you be whole if you don't know who you are? Whole, you are whole of what, right? Are you a whole, I don't know, are you a square, a circle, a triangle, a rectangle? Are you uh, a star? Like, what are you, right? Before you can go into integrity, into the state of wholeness, you need to understand what is that state of wholeness is for me? What do I represent, right? So that's where it starts. It then goes into why did I show up? What is my purpose here? What is my personal truth? That is the aspect of truth and the aspect of air. Why did I show up? What am I committed to? How do I know that I'm succeeding in this life? What is my mission? What is my purpose? All of the above, right? That is going to help determine your direction in life. Truth is all about direction. Truth is a compass, your inner compass. Your inner truth always knows the answer. Truth is a navigational tool that should be used in all of your decision-making. Left or right, black or white, marry this person or divorce this person should all come from your personal truth. The problem is our society is not built upon personal truths. It's built on collective truths. 
and collective blueprints. It is a pattern. And that is a pattern that is in the way of you being fully empowered. Because if there is a societal truth, then that means, like the illusion is that it means that you no longer have to search your personal truth. But there are six something billion people on this planet and every single person has their own personal truth, their own personal mission, their own personal uh, set of coordinates, coordinate system. And they're completely unaware of what those are. So how complicated is decision-making? It's excruciatingly painful. That's why people cannot even get some of the most fundamental things right, such as career and relationships. If you were in your personal integrity, knew yourself truly at soul level, you would be making different choices for yourself. Truth is also an integrity. It's a layered concept. It has to do with your relationship with your word and your commitments. Are you able to take things to completion? Take things to fruition. Do what you said you were going to do. Are you dependable? Are you trustworthy? Are you able to commit to things? Or do you quit mid-sentence? It's watching your patterns, understanding your patterns, and being honest and real with yourself. Truth is all is, is about being real and authentic and impartial. But also, truth is also sovereignty. Sovereignty is a state of wholesomeness, right? Meaning, it is a state where all of your energy centers are operating properly. When you know what your path is, but you also know that you can do it. Truth is self-belief. It's understanding that you have what it takes to hit every single goal that you have for yourself at soul level. That is your truth. Truth is freedom. It's freedom to make choices that are right for you. It's freedom to do the right thing. It's freedom as opposed to slavery. As opposed to the feeling of powerlessness. It's the opposite of being caged, being jailed, being a victim. Truth is taking accountability and responsibility. But truth is also calling the shots and knowing that you are the king or queen, the sovereign of your life. Truth is the ability to make choices from a position of power, not a position of a victim. Choice is never having to settle. Truth is being able to choose the best possible outcome for yourself and the world without making compromise. Truth is the ability to get to where you're trying to go every single time. And that is the element of air. The element of air is extremely connected to your breath. So for those of you that have a hard time activating this, you need to start uh, with breath work, breath work exercises, really focusing on your breath. There are a lot of amazing breath work teachers. 
But for you, I would definitely do breath work 10 to 15 minutes a day for now until you integrate this, if you're struggling. Anybody who has issues around like lungs or um, breathing, by default, right? you don't have a healthy relationship with the truth. If you have asthma or even allergies, the type of allergies that constrict your breathing, it hasn't been safe for you to speak your truth at one point in the past. So healing your relationship with speaking the truth, saying the right thing, standing up for yourself, right? Getting out of the victim zone because your truth is never being the victim. The victim being the victim is nobody's truth ever. A victim is a coping mechanism or a defense technique, but it's never anybody's truth. Not really. It's a cop-out. It's, it's, it's what you have to become when you're not empowered. So healing your relationship with truth, speaking the truth, expressing what you are. So for anybody healing this, you have to go straight to your throat area. Straight to the throat area and the throat chakra. Healing the relationship with a spoken word. I did, by the way, make an episode in the past about how, like healing the relationship with your word, being in integrity with your word. That's where you would start. Not to overgeneralize, but a lot of women have issues here. A lot of women have issues with speaking their truth in the same way that men actually have a slightly harder time with the love, like integrating the love and opening their hearts. Why? Because remember, um, Love belongs to the feminine domain, whereas truth belongs to the masculine. So women very often would struggle with the masculinity, like the masculine aspects, and men would struggle with the feminine aspects. So men arguably would have a harder time opening their heart to love and factoring every single thing and like doing the togetherness. And women are gonna have a hard time self-expressing. So if you're a woman, especially with thyroid issues, check in with yourself. There is something about self-expression where you didn't feel safe in this life or in another. Most likely in both, right? Because if this manifested in this life, most likely not a new pattern for you. This is a karmic pattern. So remember the things where you said something and backfired or you didn't say something and it backfired. Too much expression, not enough expression. It's still not balanced, right? Any fears that you have around it and doing parts work, integrating the parts of yourself that don't feel like they're self-expressed. Integrating the parts of yourself that are worried about not being loved if you say the truth or don't come across a certain way, right? So healing the throat area, paramount to healing your relationship with air and just start receiving that energy. Last but not least, moving to the fifth ray, and that is spirit. Spirit, my friends, is your connection to your higher self, your higher aspects, as well as source consciousness. That is spirit. Spirit is a straight up movement, a pillar of white light that starts in your throat area, throat chakra, goes up to your third eye, finishes off in your crown. It's a pillar of white light connecting these three upper chakras. It is a pathway into the heavens, if you will. That pathway, in the very minimum, if it's activated, leads to a higher self. Best case scenario leads through your higher self up to source consciousness. That is the spirit vertical. 
The spirit vertical is the one thing that would bring everything together. It is the one aspect of you that is going to unify your masculinity and your femininity, your lower self and your higher self, your light and your shadow, the black and the white. Because the vertical of spirit does not divide things. It unites things. It glues things together. It's the additions, not the sub sub subtraction. It's the multiplications, not the division. It's the let's do things together. Let's bring things into harmony in order to become something even better. So that is the spirit vertical. That is your spiritual journey. That is your spiritual practice. In order to activate this energy center, you would need to meditate. There is no other way. Meditation is key. Daily meditation is key. Connecting to your higher self, building out that relationship, connecting to source consciousness, connecting to the sun, which is the proxy for source consciousness, is how you activate this part of your body. Connecting to the Akashic Records. Building this up, this bridge, this pathway up as a two-way street, as a highway with information going up the stream as well as down the stream. That is communication with your spirit guides. That is being in sync with everything in the universe. That is the clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, all of that. Claircognizance. All the clairs live there in your spirit connection. And now, of course, the bringing of all of these five together is where true alchemy, true magic really happens. I would like to offer you a quick meditation, although I'm not gonna necessarily take you through, like I'm not, we're not gonna do a guided meditation, I'm just gonna explain to you. Once you do the work individually on all of these parts, and by the way, I'm a big proponent for you guys to connect to your guides, your higher self, to help, so because they can fill in the gaps around anything that I haven't said today that you needed to hear around this framework. Because there's also the individual things that you're going through that are not part of this collective conversation. However, I also wanted to offer you a quick meditation of actually bringing things together and alchemizing. So in a meditative state, you are going to want to bring all of these things together. We can do them. I mean, there, there is no right, wrong way. You can do them in um, like all of these five rays. You're going to have to bring them together. I'm just going to propose the order in which I would like to do things, but you can change the order up. It doesn't really matter as long as all five are being activated. So here, we're just going to work with the energy of the element. We're just going to take it easy. And at first, we're going to start with the fire element. So you want to close your eyes and imagine that you are a five-pointed star. Your body is a five-pointed star. And you would imagine that you're firmly planting your right foot on the earth. And you trust the energies of fire. You trust, you accept the energies of fire to enter your right foot, the sole of your right foot, and start ascending up your leg. The most important, the key thing is expressing that you trust the energy of fire. You trust the energy of the father. 
and that you're accepting in full acceptance of that energy within your body. Allow that energy to power you the way it, only it knows how. Allow that energy to create a pathway in your body that it needs to create. Allow that energy to be anchored inside of your body. What does that mean? This energy needs to go to a particular place or places within your body that it would call its home. Allow that energy to build a home for itself inside of your body, like a little house or a little bowl or whatever it's going to stay. Allow it to find that safe space where it can dwell. So at any point in time, you need to be absorbing more of that energy of fire through the right soul, the sole of your right foot, as well as enabling that energy to go inside of your body to a place where it can be integrated and anchored and stay and actually do the work instead of just passing through, right? The energy shouldn't just pass, pass through. It should create real change in your body. So that's one. Second, second foot. You're focusing on your left foot. And you're really, really focusing on planting your left foot here. Imagine that your left foot is planted firmly into the ground. Imagining how it starts to grow roots. How it is surrounded by the earth. By Mother Earth. And how the roots are really deep. And they go straight into the heart of Mother Gaia. And the roots are absorbing everything that you need to absorb. Everything that Mother Gaia has to offer to you. And you have this feeling of safety. And stability. And acceptance. And just being like loved for who you are. Not having to prove anything. Just being good enough right now. Being more than good enough being freaking fabulous right now. But also understand that you're not alone. Mother Earth, nature is always on your side. Know that. Accept the energies of the mother with the earth element. Allow that energy to travel up your left leg. Allow and accept that energy, the declaration of allowing it to move freely in your body, inviting it in is very important. And just like with energies of fire, you want to enable that energy to be anchored inside of your body. So allow it to find all the nooks and crannies, all the little corners or whatever dwelling that it wants to find or dwellings within your body. Where does this energy want to go? It may choose a body organ or just some place within your body. And it is your job to allow it to do so. Let it do the work that it's meant to do. Then we would go up to the energies of water. And you would want to imagine that your heart is starting to beat with the most beautiful emerald energies and it's becoming activated and it's starting to generate massive amounts of emerald waters and these waters are starting to float out of your left arm go course the entire planet like literally circle the planet and come back into your heart area 
renewed and with so much force and so much power. And then jumpstart that loop one more time from your heart, through the left arm, out of your left palm, hugging the planet, coming back into your heart area. This is the loop that the healthy water needs to do. From your heart into the heart of every single being on earth, coming back into your heart. Jumpstart this loop of water. And, but also understand that when it comes back, you're accumulating it. So you're always accumulating that resource. You're not spending the resource. You're accumulating the resource when it comes back to you. Find a place in your heart where that resource can live and be anchored and dwell. And then you would go to the right hand, to the right arm. And this one, you actually want to accept. You want to accept the air. And it actually enters through the palm of your right hand. You want to accept the air. Like the wind, right? The energies of the wind are, are the air. And you want to absorb as much air as possible and send that straight into your lungs. And then once it goes through your lungs and then it exits your body. And then again, it enters through the right palm of your hand, goes through the lungs, exits. So there is a loop. But um, allow yourself to expand the pathways for receiving healthy air, right? Air or prana. And what you want to do is you want your body to be fed with five-dimensional, fifth-dimensional prana. So make a declaration that you want from now on you want your body to receive fifth dimensional prana. So when you're breathing in this air, you're breathing in five dimensional prana, which is also the truth. The truth of where humanity is headed, 5D, right? So expand the pathways for receiving the energies of fifth dimensional prana, upgrade them, and just start circulating fifth dimensional prana through the, the hands and the lungs, the hands and the lungs. Last but not least is the spirit vertical, the spirit ray. And I want you to imagine that right above your head, there is a sphere of white light from source consciousness itself. And then there is like a waterfall that descends into a waterfall of light that um, falls upon a much smaller sphere. And that sphere represents your higher self. It can be any color that you want or any color that you see. And then from there, that same waterfall bypassing your higher self falls on top of your crown center, on top of your very top of your head, and starts to nurture you like an avalanche of white light. There's so much of it and falls straight inside of your body and it actually goes in every single part of your body, every cell, every organ. And I want you to imagine like that inside of every cell there is like a special particle, like a pocket, empty pocket that needs to be filled with this energies of white light. So enable and allow that process to happen. Allow the energy in, invite it in, allow it to enter your body, give it permission, accept it. Don't reject it. Don't judge it. And now that you have all five 
I want you to imagine that five streams are meeting in the very middle of your body between your belly and your heart. And I want you to imagine that the five streams are coming together in a vortex and this vortex is starting to rotate in a clockwise direction faster and faster and faster and faster. And then it's really fast. And then from that vortex, there is like, like an avalanche of white light that's starting to emanate from you into every single direction. And your auric field grows, your auric field expands. 10x, 20x, 100x. And now I want you to know that you are in a position of power. You are in a state that has always been available to you. It was meant for you by God. This is the state of perfect equilibrium and perfect harmony. This is a state of perfect empowerment. The state of a five-pointed star. Feel free to come to this meditation anytime you need a boost. Anytime you feel like you need to come into your wholeness, into your sovereignty, into your integrity, into your fullness. Because that has always been source's intention for you. It wasn't for you to struggle and it wasn't for you to suffer. It was for you to experience yourself as this being of light that is full of energy and that is able and willing to impact change in your life and the life of others. I believe in you. I know you can do this. I know it has been hard, but I want you to know that the resources have always been available to you, that you are incredibly resourceful, that you are incredibly talented, and then there is nothing about this that I just told, told you and showed you that you cannot do. You can do this. You got this. I know this. I have no trace of doubt that you... I, I, I know you have what it takes. You have what it takes. I wanted to see if the collective had any questions whatsoever. Let's try to keep it short, but any points of clarification that you guys needed on this five-pointed star framework, I'm ready to receive the question if anything wasn't clear. The question is, what happens if I'm not able to integrate one or a few elements? It is a process. For some of you, it may be a lifelong journey to integrate them fully. However, even if you make a small dent, like 10% improvement, 20% improvement, 30% improvement, it's already better than where you were yesterday. Power is a curious concept. It doesn't have to be going from zero to 100. As long as you are more powerful today than you were yesterday, and tomorrow, as long as you're more powerful than you were today, you are in the right direction, moving in the right direction, right? So don't judge yourself if it feels like one of the layers or one of the rays is not fully integrated and activated. It's fine. It is meant to be a journey. If perfection was so easy, everybody would be perfect. But you guys have a saying, there's no such thing as perfect, right? There is always another layer of perfection. There is no such thing as being done, right? And so... Understand this is a process. Cut yourself a little bit of slack. 
be patient with yourself. Energy work sometimes takes time, especially if you have high amounts uh, of resistance to one or a few of these, right? Just because you decided to integrate like with your higher self today, if you've never done this before, it may take some time. Healing a relationship with a parent may take some time. For some people, it may take decades. Be in the process. Don't resist the process. And even if you can uncover or tap into one of these additional pillars, you are already going to feel such a dramatic shift in your daily life. You're going to thank me later. There is also a diagnostic around, um, actually, if you would like to diagnose yourself before, like even, I mean, maybe I should have started with this, but uh, it is what it is. Um, if you guys would like to know what you already have naturally activated, you would close your eyes and imagine a five-pointed star. And um, the points that are act, and, and then you would ask the question to the universe, universe, please show me what aspects of me, what rays are already activated. And the ones that are fully activated are going to light up for you. And the rays that are not activated are going to remain dark. And so very often, you know, your biggest upgrades are in the ones that remain dark. These are your biggest challenges. These are your biggest upgrades. But also, even when the ray lights up, it doesn't mean that you're 100%. Rays start lighting up when they're 50 plus. So once something is 50 plus percent activated, it's considered the majority. And so it's going to light up for you. There is a big difference between 50% activated and 100% activated, let me tell you. So there is always more room that you can do as life goes by, right? Uh, sorry, more work you can do. So there is no, again, um, no limit uh, to perfection, so to say, right? There is always another layer. There is always another step. But no matter what you do on this path, this is always like a good idea. It's always a good idea to work on, on, on these five energy streams um, because, yes, they, they're going to make you a whole lot happier and a whole lot more empowered. Um, do we have another question from the collective? Anything that I wanted to activate? Sorry, anything that you guys needed me to clarify? I'm here to receive the question. Um, the question is, what if I... Um, what if I cannot heal the relationship with my mother or refuse to heal the relationship with my mother? Can I just bypass that and just work with the energies of the earth? I, I did tell you that there are multiple pathways, right? So you can start one with one or the other, right? Same thing with your father. You can start with straight up going to fix the relationship with your father or you can start with fire energies. It's, what, it's whatever is easier for you. However, if you're really committed to this path and committed to going to 100%, at some point, you're going to have to deal with, deal with both. If it feels less threatening for you to start working with the energies of the earth, do so. I have made uh, um, episodes about earth elementals as well as the element of water, and, uh, sorry, water, earth, and integrating that inside of your body. Do listen to those. They have so many tips on, on how you can better integrate that element. However, this is a stepping stone and you will eventually, if you're committed to it, obviously it's a choice, you can drop it anytime, but in the ideal world, you would work on both, right? You may start with just working with the earth element, but eventually the further down this path, or the further on this path that you are, you're going to want to choose to also 
um, deal with the relation with your mother and, and face that head on whenever you're ready. Yeah, so it's both, but you can start anywhere, really. I'll take one last question. Anything that you guys wanted me to clarify? The question is, how do I know if I have something fully activated or not? Well, when you start working with the elements, you're going to actually start feeling the energy coming through your body. So if you're sensitive, you're going to start feeling like, oh my God, there's something that's definitely happening. I'm feeling the tingling or, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like a rush or, you know, some other sensation. So that will happen, especially in the meditation that I just uh, shared with you. Um, you can also do a diagnostic. Again, you can always ask the universe to what degree something is activated and watch the progress, right? You can use the pendulum for the diagnostic as well. Is something activated? To what degree is it activated? If you don't trust yourself, don't trust your guides. If you don't feel like you're getting guidance, you can always use the pendulum to answer um, those questions for yourself. But I will tell you that you will notice a shift in your body because being more full with energy feels different. Um, centers that are open and centers that are integrated feel very different. For instance, your left foot, when it is fully planted, feels different than when it's kind of like dangling in the air, right? And once you go through the process of integration, you're going to be able to tell the difference. So part of it is being becoming more attuned to the energies, feeling into your body. That is how you know. But also, once that a healthy stream of energy is established, over time you're going to start seeing that your patterns of behavior have shifted. For instance, where previously you may have been avoiding conflict, now you're ready to face things head on. That could be like one possible outcome or some other thing. So like your behaviors would change. Your thought patterns would change. Your feeling patterns would change as and as a byproduct of that, the results that you're able to get in your life would change. So your life would change. So that is over time, obviously not overnight, because unfortunately all, all the good stuff doesn't happen overnight in, in third dimensional world. So thank you so much, my dear ones. Thank you for sticking around. I know this was a rich episode. I know certain things were quite lofty and other things maybe were not very easy to, you know, understand. So I commend you for sticking through this. I know for a fact that you have what it takes to live a more empowered life. And it is my intention that this episode helps you to get there. Uh, I'm sending you so much love and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.